Welcome to our Exchanges Goldman Sachs Markets Update for April 3rd. Each week, we check in with a senior leader across the firm to get their quick take on what they're watching in markets. I'm Jake Seward, Global Head of Corporate Communications here at the firm, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Anne-Marie Darling of our Global Markets Division. Welcome, Anne-Marie. Thank you for having me. So, Anne-Marie, before we jump in, give us a little intro to what you've been doing, what you do at the firm, and also how the work you've been doing on the digital transformation of the firm has evolved in the current context. Great. So I've been at the firm 20 years. I actually started my career on the floor of the American Stock Exchange. I currently manage multi-asset platform sales, our global fixed income execution services business, and marquee. And so that's a very interesting question. We've seen, obviously, with 98% of Goldman Sachs working from home with similar results from our clients all working from home, the three areas that we've really noticed increase digital connection is really first in collaboration. So all my teams globally are really interacting with video conferencing tools, which has been fantastic. So they can actually see what's happening on the desk and with each other. And the global messaging between our clients has really skyrocketed. The second is around analytics, data, and content. So in Marquee, which is our digital storefront for institutional clients, The weekly active users have increased significantly, and our mobile app usage has really gone through the roof. And so GS Now, our mobile application, is seeing a surge of up over 65% in terms of weekly usage. And then the last area we're really seeing impact is in our systematic market-making business. And so our SMM biz has really made the work-from-home transition quite seamless. First, for our clients, they've been consistently open for business and streaming in all products with competitive spreads. So clients have been very appreciative of the liquidity. Second, they provided deep content and market-driven color. And then lastly, they've created scale. So as clients are all trying to come in at the same time during big gap moves, we've been able to handle that through scale. So volatility is obviously the new normal in markets over the past several weeks. What's the biggest story you're watching in these volatile markets right now? Yeah, so if we put it in context, the S&P had one of the fastest bear markets on record, you know, dropping 20% in 16 days. The only time that happened faster was back in 1933. If you think about 2019, it was a perfect year for risk parity plus. So investors were long equities, bonds, gold, and they made money on all three legs. This year started pretty well in the equity market. Obviously, we had an initial sell-off in January. That was quickly erased in early February. And at the time, most investors were still dismissing the overall epidemic. The trade war was abating as investors were really getting ready to position for a truce rebound. And even if you look at some of our polls, 37% of our clients expected in February for the S&P to end the year at 3490. So obviously, all the volatility has taken investors by surprise. We've seen countless measures to stabilize the financial markets, with the market finally bottoming on the 23rd, and it's since rallied more than 15%. I think the overwhelming response from our franchise clients, risk takers, has been, are we at the lows? And so we just did a new survey on Marquee with 1,800 respondents, and it's worth noting that 75% Still believe we're in a bear market, and 50% believe the lows have not yet been set. But on the positive side, 
close to two thirds or a little more than two thirds expect the S&P to be back at current levels by year end. And almost 37% believe it'll be above 2,800. So, Anne-Marie, you noted that this has been the quickest bear market ever, and there's been sizable volatility day in, day out. How have clients been responding to that new volatility? Yeah, it's obviously been a very tough market backdrop. Overall, hedge funds did a good job protecting capital, although there'll be wide dispersion with average hedge fund performance probably down in the single digits. On the one side, investors who with significant market beta, so long only, passive risk parity, they probably had a very difficult month given the enormous degrossing that happened. And then on the other side, macro hedge funds have been able to perform much better. With that said, my guess is most strategies and most clients I speak to had staged a pretty strong recovery through the last week of March. And as a result, hopefully we'll post decent relative performance versus the market. In addition, you know, after two weeks of a straight line down, the markets have really rebounded and we're starting to see investors rebalance their portfolios. So we're starting to see some of that. For example, we believe we had the largest pension rebalance and record in the U.S. with close to $100 billion of inflows into the equity bucket from pensions this week. And then other significant shifts are happening, you know, specifically in the corporate bond space. Our research departments estimated that roughly $550 billion of bonds may fall out of investment grade into high yield. And the reason this matters is a lot of our investors are mandated to stay in investment grade, so they might have to sell those bonds. And the high yield bond universe is much smaller and so more sensitive to sudden inflows. But to end on a positive note, we did see our recent high yield bond issuance, which was well received by the market. So hopefully there's hope that the market will be able to digest this transition more smoothly. So looking ahead, it's hard to, hard to forecast these days, one day to the next. But, but what's one big thing that's on your mind looking at the week ahead? Yeah, obviously, we're all focused on the spread of the virus and importantly, the impact it's having on lives. So one number that I'm watching is obviously the day-over-day increase of new cases in each region, and when are we going to reach an inflection point? The other thing that's interesting to note is a lot of clients I speak to, and even in our recent marquee quick poll, we asked what economic data folks were going to look at in April, and 45% responded that they don't think economic data will matter in April. And I think this is also playing out in markets. Like if you looked at the initial jobless claim number last week, which was more than 3 million, you know, it barely moved the markets. And it was quite surprising given it was the biggest number on record by a factor of, you know, four or five X. I think the other thing that's important to watch is just what's happening in oil. So it's the very inelastic oil market is going through sharp reduction in demand and price war between producers at this time. And even though a lot of investors are focused on the direct impact of the epidemic, I think what's happening in the oil market could have a very long lasting impact on both markets and our economy. All right. Well, Anne-Marie, thanks for joining us this week. Thank you, Jake. So that's all for this week's Markets Update on Exchange to Goldman Sachs. And in case you missed it, check out our other episode this week with Goldman Sachs President and COO, John Waldron, along with other senior leaders here at the firm for a deep dive into business conditions right now and the potential economic impacts. Thanks for listening, and I hope everyone's staying healthy and safe. This podcast was recorded on April 2nd, 2020. Thanks for listening. All price references and market forecasts correspond to the date of this recording.
This podcast should not be copied, distributed, published, or reproduced in whole or in part. The information contained in this podcast does not constitute research or a recommendation from any Goldman Sachs entity to the listener. Neither Goldman Sachs nor any of its affiliates makes any representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of the statements or any information contained in this podcast, and any liability, therefore, including in respect of direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage, is expressly disclaimed. The views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily those of Goldman Sachs, and Goldman Sachs is not providing any financial, economic, legal, accounting, or tax advice or recommendations in this podcast. In addition, the receipt of this podcast by any listener is not to be taken as constituting the giving of investment advice by Goldman Sachs to that listener, nor to constitute such person a client of any Goldman Sachs entity.